I like that we get to talk about these things and we hit it from a different angle, but because we love each other and because we have the same religious views, you know, church is the centerpiece of our lives. Worship is the centerpiece of our lives. Molly Hemingway speaking at the Issues Etc. Making the Case conference. So when we are just going back and forth on politics, it's really not that important relative to the things that do in, matter. And in all safe. seriousness, if you do not have someone in your life that you both completely trust and regularly engage in arguments with, you're doing it wrong. You can watch and listen to journalists Mark and Molly Hemingway's Q&A and all of the presentations from the 2023 Making the Case Conference for a contribution of $300 by Labor Day. We'll send you links to download a podcast or watch a video stream. Order today at issuesetc.org or by check. Make your check payable to Issues Etc. and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. The countries that protect religious freedom are those who provide the best treatment to minorities and the most vulnerable among us. God never says anything about you being happy. That's not the goal of life. And that's shocking, frankly, to a lot of people, even a lot of Christians. They're shocked to hear that God doesn't care if they're happy because they're convinced that's the whole goal of life, isn't it? The resurrection of Christ means that the roof has been blown off and the heavens are not made of brass. God became man. And this man brings not merely life over death, but he brings abundant life in the here and now. The gift of private confession and absolution, that is specifically there for those kind of moments where you are feeling the power of your sin and it's really bugging you. The youth of Holy Cross Lutheran Church, Carlisle, Iowa, love listening to Issues Etc. on their way to higher things. Here in the United States, we simply take for granted the freedom of speech and our freedom to exercise our religious beliefs. We take that for granted because it's written into our Constitution and because, well, it's part of being what an American is. Now, there are many people across the world who do not enjoy the same level of freedom of speech or freedom of religion. In fact, there are places where, even places where Christianity has once held sway, where those two freedoms are under assault. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. We're coming to you live from the 68th regular convention of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate on this Sunday night, July the 30th. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to get an update on our freedom of speech and religion trial in Finland with Dr. Pavi Rasanen and Bishop Johanna Poyola. We'll spend some time talking about the wisdom of God with Dr. Russell Don, president of Concordia University, Chicago. Then Mark Stern and Tom Halverson, both attorneys, will join us to review the 68th regular convention of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, what's happened so far and what's supposed to happen in the next coming days. Joining us for an update on a freedom of speech and religion trial in Finland, Dr. Paiva Rasinen. She's a medical doctor, married mother of five children, a member of the Finnish parliament. She formerly served as the Minister of Interior of Finland and chair of the Finnish Christian Democrats. Dr. Rasinen, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And Bishop Johanna Poyola, he is Bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Di- Mission Diocese in Finland and Chairman of the International Lutheran Council. Bishop, welcome to you. Thanks. It's good to be here. So, Dr. Rasanen, I don't know how long this trial has been going on from its very beginning, but did you think that, maybe was it four years ago at least, that you would still be dealing with the legal issues with all of the, the trouble that have been made for you and the good bishop? 
Yes, indeed, this has already lasted over four years and it is still going on and it has been a very surprising process. I, I would say that even unreal <laughs> process for me. It started four years ago on June 2019 when the Finnish Lutheran main church decided to support Pride event and it was a shock to me and I wrote a Twitter update where I criticized the leadership of the church and I posted photo from from Bible, <laughs> the letter to Romans, first chapter, where Apostle Paul teaches about same-sex relationships, and asked that how is it possible that the church is celebrating something what Bible calls same and sin as a matter of pride. And after that, this whole process began. It led to criminal complaint, and then other criminal complaints when this came into public and police started to investigate the case. I have been 13 hours in, in interrogations at the police station and in two uh, trials in, in Helsinki District Court. And now even though that we won, we, we had a good result in, in the Helsinki District Court, the clear acquittal, the prosecutor decided to appeal to the higher appeal court and, and we will have it next month. So this is going on, even though that in Finland we have also in our constitution the freedom of religion and, and freedom of, uh, of speech. But this is the situation. Bishop Oyola, how did you get involved in this? Well, uh, with the help of the Luther, Founda- Luther Heritage Foundation, we had a catechesis series and I asked Dr. Rasen to write a pamphlet about marriage and homosexuality year 2003 and we published that pamphlet 2004 and when this approach came up 2019 then our website had this pamphlet still which was out of print in practice was, was, was delivered there and then there was made a criminal complaint that, that this material and I was the editor-in-chief of that, that series contains homophobic material. So both the publisher, Luther Foundation of Finland, and I was then also facing criminal charges. So what you said, either in your social media post or what was written in that pamphlet, was nothing other than what Scripture has to say about homosexuality. Is that correct? Yes. In there, there is no, not any hate speech, nothing that threatens any minority or insults them. There is what Bible teaches about sexuality and marriage, about genders. The prosecutor in Finland, in court, when, when he accused us, us, she accused us because of, I would say, theological doctrines. She said that speaking about sin when we speak about uh, homosexual relationships means that we, we think that those people are inferior to other people. And I think that this is, <laughs> this is a dangerous uh, statement. You use the word surprising. Bishop, were you surprised 
when was, these things became legal matters for you? Yes, absolutely. And there was step by step. First there was police in investigation, and, and that was a surprise. But then when the, the, the prosecutors decided to take that to the court, that was a huge blow. And so, although I'm very confident that we finally will win the case, I mean, the process in itself has already had a ne negative impact in our society. And, in, and the cases like this, it's not necessarily the outcome if you have to pay fines or something, but the, the process itself is punitive. And that has a chilling effect in the society. Since nobody wants to go through like, you know, four, five, six years of legal process. Do you think that that's why the prosecutor continues to push this, not only to attempt to silence the two of you, but to generally freeze the conversation? I think the prosecutor general, she, that was a, her main mission in a way, to start this kind of discussion in the society, to get rid of the so-called hate speech. And I think there's also a need from their part to have a kind of a president case and Mrs. Rassenden is a high-profile person, and, and me too, in, in, in church circles. So this kind of case gives a very strong signal in our society. Dr. Rassenden, why don't you tell us about those police interrogations that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, ended with the police saying, there's no case here. Yes, I, I, I have to say that when I was sitting there at the police station, the Bible was on the table and the police was asking me th uh, theological questions. What do you mean by the concept of sin? What is the meaning of the uh, first chapter of the letter to Romans uh, and all the letter to Romans? And uh, such questions, it, it, it was absurd because just some years ago I had been a minister of interior in charge of the police and then I was sitting there interrogated about my faith and my beliefs and about theological issues so it, it was it was li like a feeling that can, can this be Finland it is like in Soviet Union or in North Korea or, or some other that kind of country and then in, in the court even though that the prosecutor at first said that this is not an inquisition. She started from Bible. She uh, cited some passages from the Old Testament that we had not even quoted, for example, in the pamphlet. She wanted to show that what we are believing is something bad for, for this society. Yes. And, and, and then uh, she, she continued about about these uh, theological issues. So it is very strange. Yes. And I, I think that it is dangerous because if, if we would be convicted in, in the higher courts, it would mean that also uh, the Bibles and the message of the Bibles would be banned in the Finnish society. I'm happy that we got a very clear acquittal very clear result, a positive result from the Helsinki District Court, and I'm confident that we will get also it from higher courts. But as Bishop Johanna said, the whole process is quite a warning sign to people that they should be silent. And I think that now it is very important to encourage 
Christians in Finland and everywhere that now it is the time to be open, not to be silent, to be open about your faith. Dr. Pavi Rafsonen is a member of the Finnish Parliament, and Bishop Johanna Poyola is Bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese in Finland. We're getting an update on a freedom of speech and religion trial in Finland. We're broadcasting live on this Sunday night, July the 30th, from the 68th Regular Convention of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Find out how your life story is interwoven with the life of Christ in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for July, Life in Christ Rooted, Woven, and Grafted into God's Story. This new resource is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about Life in Christ at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Life in Christ Rooted, Woven, and Grafted into God's Story. Deaconesses are women trained to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through works of mercy, spiritual care, and teaching of the Christian faith. The word deaconess means servant. Find out more on how you can serve in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod through the vocation of deaconess at lcms.org slash deaconess. Working in faith, laboring in love, remaining steadfast in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. LCMS Deaconess Ministry lcms.org slash deaconess Casting Christ's net on the internet. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, visit memoriapress.com and save $5 on your next purchase by using the coupon code LPR23. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. Confessional Lutherans are invited to rent a four-bedroom, three-bathroom Table Rock lakefront home in the Ozarks. Table Rock Lake is a premier lake in the heart of the Ozarks for boating, water sports, and fishing. This log cabin-style rental sleeps 12 and is 30 minutes from Branson and 20 minutes from Silver Dollar City. Learn more by calling Swanson Estates, 713-855-2681. Be sure to mention Issues Etc., 713-855-2681. Broadcasting from the 68th Regular Convention of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in Milwaukee on the Sunday night, July the 30th. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc. We are getting an update on a freedom of speech and religion trial in Finland with Dr. Pavi Rasinen and Bishop Johanna Poyola. Bishop, it sounded before the break like really the Bible was on trial. Not you, not Dr. Rasinen, but the Bible's teachings themselves. Is that a fair description? That's, I think that's a fair description because the last question I was asked in the court was that, do you follow the Finnish law or the Bible? And that's of course a funny question to a pastor. So yes, that was very much 
very much the key issue. Of course, there were other, other, other points also from natural law that we can argument about marriage and homosexuality questions. But uh, this trial was called the Bible on trial. And, and I think in that respect it's true. Dr. Rossenden, you were recently re-elected to the parliament by a larger vote margin than you've had before. How has the Finnish public reacted to the trial here? The reactions have been quite divided. Of course, there are, there are a lot of uh, people in, in Finland also who, who think that now it is good to have these Christians in, in, in the court. But we have also got a lot of support, of course, from Christians, but also from other people, because the freedom of speech, freedom of faith, is is important for everyone <laughs> and i think that it is very important calling to defend these constitutional freedoms in finnish society and it has also an an impact on european level in in european other european countries they are following this process all the time but I'm, I'm happy that there are thousands and thousands of people in Finland who have told that they are praying for me and praying for us and, and they have told that they are, they are supporting me. And also I have got messages from many people who have told that through this process they have started to read Bible. They, they are interested. What is the message of the letter to Romans, the book of Romans? because some passages of it have been in all our newspapers and, <laughs> and so on. So it has also opened up uh, chances and possibilities to tell people in live broadcasts from courthouse about the gospel, that what is the solution to the problem of sin in the Bible, that Jesus has died for all people. So I have been very happy for these possibilities. Bishop, are you concerned that on the off chance that the prosecutors should succeed here, that effectively churches like those of your diocese will be muzzled and silenced in Finland? Absolutely. I mean, there's al already going a trial by newspaper when we... so. Many think that we are kind of champions of the freedom of speech and religions. But how Mrs. Rasanen and the case is depicted also in the media is that we represent kind of extreme right-wing anti-gender international movement which try to affect the, the church life and the society. So, so we are the bad guys here. <laughs> and like I said, 2003 when I, I hadn't even heard the word anti-gender movement. <laughs> but if we are convicted, then it means that uh, not only this publication, not only me, but the church that I'm the shepherd of is labeled as a hate group. Mm -hmm. And all the members, whatever they say, by just being a member in our church, can be a, a sign of guilty by association. And in, in that respect, I think it's a very gloomy <laughs> future. Uh, uh, of course, we, we know that, that, that Church of Christ survives whatever the problems are, and, and we are happy to pray the price. But in that respect, there's a lot of going on here. 
Where does the case stand legally? You mentioned that there's another hearing this next month. What is that going to be? Yes, the, the prosecutor appealed to the appellate court, and this is possible in Finland. <laughs> it is a different system uh, than in many other countries that even though the Helsinki District Court gave a good result for us, an unanimous result and acquittal from all these three charges, or on, in fact four charges that we have altogether, then the prosecutor could appeal. And now it should be in August from 22nd until to 24th of August. There are three days for, for this trial. And we do not know how it continues after that. It is possible also, even though that we would win in, in appeal court, that the prosecutor can continue to Supreme Court, which is the highest court. And of course, there is also the European Court of Human Rights. If, if we lose, then we will appeal <laughs> until that. So this continues. So you may be facing at least two more rounds of this before it could be finally decided by the European Court of Human Rights. Yes, at least one. <laughs> But it, it is possible that there are still three steps ahead. What has been the worst part of this for you, and what has been the best part of this? Uh, the worst part has been uh, the false accusations, because the prosecutor has in public stated and claimed that I had said something that I have never said. For example, she claimed that I had said that homosexual people are inferior to other people. I have never said anything like that. In pamphlet, there was uh, a st clear statement that all people are equal, all are created by God, and we all are sinners, we all are in need of grace. So uh, this is a false accusation. And also, even there was uh, an, an accusation that I had said that God has not even created homosexual people. Of course, I have not said anything like that. But I was so happy that in Helsinki District Court, these three judges unanimously said that there was not that kind of statements. But the prosecutor continues with these false statements. It has been difficult because in public it has been very difficult to argue against uh, so high official as, as a prosecutor general. What has been best? I, I think that the best has been that all the time I have had a very deep feeling that this process has been in God's hands. It has been in his guidance. And I have had the feeling that this has been my calling and it has opened up so many chances to tell about what Bible teaches about these important issues, topical issues, and also to testify about Jesus, who is the answer to these problems. Bishop, what's been the best and the worst part of this ordeal for you? Well, I, the, the worst thing has been to realize that in our society we have drifted so far away from a Christian faith and, and understanding what Christianity is, kind of the illiteracy in the society and the public discussion about Christian matters, that has been very surprising. 
and of course that worries what what will happen in the future. Well, the best part has been, like I said, I, I, I totally agree that from the day one I have realized that you know this was not a campaign, <laughs> a cultural war, and we didn't go with flags. You know, now now we yeah. now now we want to you know show the truth, but it was in a way it was really something that caught us surprise and we know that it got it, this is totally from the day one God goodness and his mercy towards us and I think also to our nation that our Lord has raised you know voices and, and who still can publicly tell about the truth and, and, and witness for this biblical faith that we have shared for generations and hundreds and hundreds of years mm -hmm. so that has been kind of a very very much an encouragement and also from International Lutheran Council to know that on, on five continents hundreds of thousands of Lutherans all over the world they are praying for us mm -hmm. and they are discussing the same matters because it is not about us it's not about Finland but I mean these basic questions are all over the England at least in Western countries as you well very well know if I'm not mistaken the state church in Finland is ostensibly Lutheran what kind of message have you gotten from the state church? Well, yeah. they have been either silent or negative, and they don't want to stand, take any stand for us mm. individually and not in publicly. And the archbishop accused us mm. of being, uh, bringing a foreign extreme right-wing anti-gender agenda. So this was by the archbishop. So in that at risk, that's very sad to see how blinded the church leaders are on this issue. And in fact, the archbishop of, of, of that main church said even that it is, in, in his mind, it is good that we are in court. <laughs> so I would say that it, it has been so sad that we have not got any, any support from, from the high leadership of, of that church. So finally here, Regardless of how this comes out for either of you, when neither of you ever expected to have to be in this position mm -hmm. in your own country where you thought, like I mentioned earlier, that your freedom of religion and freedom of speech was secured, does it bode well or does it po bode poorly for Finland as a country if the f a fundamental first freedom, like the freedom of religion, can be under assault? Mm -hmm. As a politician, how would you mm. Yes, of course, we, we have to remember that still in the constitution of Finland, we have these f basic freedoms. The freedom of speech and freedom of religion are written there. And of course, we are also in those uh, international conventions of human rights. So I trust that we have still chances <laughs> to to have these important freedoms. But we can see that now we have to fight for them. It is not self-clear that we have them in the future. In fact, even the prosecutor general herself said in our main newspaper that if Mrs. Razanen would be convicted, then in the future you still can read Bible, but the question is that you can't agree in public with the teachings of the Bible. So I think that if we would be convicted, it would really start 
some kind of time of persecution of Christians in Finland because there are thousands of similar writings and sermons in our society which also would be banned. But I trust in God <laughs> and I, I, I trust that we have possibilities and now it is very important time to fight for these freedoms and to defend these freedoms. Bishop, would you speak briefly about the encouragement that you've received from the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and its leadership? That has been very valuable for us. Mm -hmm. um, President Harrison personally came uh, to the, my installation as a bishop to show his support and, and they were influential when, through the International Lutheran Council to gather over 50 third church leaders, I mean, historically wide support and this was reaffirmed again in August. I received personally from the seminaries, from individuals, from the congregations, contacts, letters, uh, and uh, during this convention, I don't know how many people have come together <laughs> and we pray for you and, and we really feel that we are one body in Christ, that we, if we are suffering, the, you feel the pain here and, uh, and I hope that you feel also the joy that we, we have also felt during this mm. struggle. So there have been very gloomy days, but also the joy that Christ has considered us to be worthy to be his witnesses in, in these times. Bishop Johanna Poyola is Bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland and Chairman of the International Lutheran Council. Bishop, thank you very much, and you certainly are in our prayers. Thank you. Dr. Pavi Rasanen is a medical doctor and a married mother of five children. She's a member of the Finnish parliament. She formerly served as Minister of the Interior for Finland as chair of the Finnish Christian Democrats. Dr. Rasanen, thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk about the wisdom of God. Dr. Russell Don, president of Concordia University Chicago, will be our guest, and then we'll follow that up with a conversation on the 68th regular convention of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Mark Stern and Tom Halverson will bring us up to date. I like that we get to talk about these things and we hit it from a different angle, but because we love each other and because we have the same religious views, you know, church is the centerpiece of our lives. Worship is the centerpiece of our lives. Molly Hemingway speaking at the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. So when we are just going back and forth on politics, it's really not that important relative to the things that do in, matter. And in all safe. seriousness, if you do not have someone in your life that you both completely trust and regularly engage in arguments with, you're doing it wrong. You can watch and listen to journalists Mark and Molly Hemingway's Q&A and all of the presentations from the 2023 Making the Case Conference for a contribution of $300 by Labor Day. We'll send you links to download a podcast or watch a video stream. Order today at issuesetc.org or by check. Make your check payable to Issues Etc. and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. It's commonly said that heresies are 90% truth and only 10% wrong, but it's the 10% that subverts all of Christian doctrine and all of Christian teaching by the essential errors that they promote. 
Well, if you're wondering about heresies both ancient and modern, you should pick up a copy of the August issue of The Lutheran Witness, where we talk about these heresies, their ancient roots, and how to mark and avoid them. Visit cph.org witness to subscribe or learn more at our website, witness.lsms.org. Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Register today. The 2023 Lutherans for Life National Conference is October 11th through the 13th at the Holiday Inn Cincinnati Airport in Erlanger, Kentucky. The conference includes visits to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. Online registration is open now with early bird pricing at lutheransforlife.org conference. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. lutheransforlife.org. Are you on the road to paradise in the southern Puget Sound area of western Washington? but looking for a traditional, liturgical Lutheran congregation in classical Lutheran elementary school? Parkland Lutheran Church and School in Tacoma, a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod, is the place to find our Savior's rest on Sunday mornings and Monday evenings. Visit our website at parklandlutheran.org for service times and downloadable sermons, preaching, teaching, and distributing Christ and Him crucified every week. Lutheranism in the Public Square you're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Calvary Lutheran, Elgin, Illinois. Faith Lutheran, Plano, Texas. Hope Lutheran, Granite City, Illinois. Kaiser Lautern Lutheran, Kaiser Lautern, Germany. Mount Zion Lutheran, Greenfield, Wisconsin. Praise Lutheran, Maryville, Tennessee. Shepherd of the Springs Lutheran, Colorado Springs, Colorado. St. Paul Lutheran, Cedar, Michigan, St. Timothy Lutheran, Huber Heights, Ohio, and Zion Lutheran, Accident, Maryland. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast at our website, and in the Issues Etc. Journal. 